Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Andrew Schlopdoss, C70 at the bat at C70 on Twitter. With me as always, Alan Medlock, Red Dirt Redbird, A Medlock1 on Twitter. Cardinals, last night, we're coming Saturday morning, so uh, Cardinals dropped their second in a row for the first time since, what, like late July or something like that? It's been a long time since the Cardinals have lost two games in a row, um, and it's a little disappointing that it's too probably the two worst teams in the national league, right? Washington and Pittsburgh. Um, still Cardinals up eight games in the division. And I don't know early this week really felt like two type two two shifts, right? I mean, the first part of this week was, was pretty exciting. And this last part's a little bit down, but overall you can't complain about eight games up. No, 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 not at all. And it's, it's the, the perfect scenario that we always talk about in here. I cannot stand playing the records. You know, I feel like these are the most dangerous teams to play. Now, I know that's not an excuse because I feel like we've seen some fatigue issues as well. But after you come back from the big, uh, you had the big comeback against against Washington where you think, well, they're hitting the right buttons right now and things are going to go well. You think that you got you almost have an assured uh, uh, series win the next day with Wainwright and Molina going. And then, you know, kind of fall flat to give up all those runs and then kind of do the same thing. Uh, last night, a little troubling, especially, I, I mean, in me, I, it's, you know, glass half empty. Look at this. I'm thinking, man, I really hope that wasn't their best baseball that we saw through August, you know, and then we uh, start fledgling a little bit. But, yeah, I don't think so. It's it's one of those that I still think they're really good. I think that uh, that's just the ebbs and flows of the game. And and just to kind of go back to the main point, it's just I, – I, it's tough to play the bottom feeders on this because they have nothing to lose. And it's uh, and it's tough. And, and – We've been saying this for 25 years, but Pittsburgh has a team that could be pretty good in the next few years. <laughs> yeah, they do seem to be putting some talent together, whether they'll be able to keep it well enough yeah. and, and supplement it to be able to actually do anything. is, of course, a different story. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you look at this. I mean, without that comeback this week, you've lost, and assuming everything else is the same, you've lost three out of four to, to those type of teams. But, yeah, after such a hot August, there was going to be a little bit of a correction. Um, and if you're going to f- hit a little bit of a lull, one, you want to do it before the end of the season. And two, you want to do it when you have a, you know, at the time, one time, nine and a half game lead, right? I mean, we've talked about that, right? Do you want to be playing, you know, ridiculously hot all the way up to the end of the year? Because then at some point in time, law of averages works out. This is the way baseball works. You... You know, and so if you can have a little bit of a down spot here, it gives you time to rebound and go into the, uh, the off season or the postseason 
on a, a on an upswing instead of perhaps on a down. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's uh, you want to get some of these things out of the way if that's how it's going to go, and you figure some stuff out, and you need to rust some guys, rust some guys. You built that cushion a little bit, but yeah, you that's you you definitely want to hit a low a low point now as opposed to what you could be because whoever's coming in for that first series is going to be good and be ready to go. The offense seems to be still fairly strong. We hit a couple of I mean, the Sunday game against the Cubs was just you know Albert. Um, and then they got shut out by the Nationals to start with, um, and, and just two runs last night. But it still feels like the offense really isn't an issue. But the pitching staff, like I said, maybe it's just hit a hit a wall or a bump or whatever. But it feels like that's not quite as sturdy as it was, you know, right after the trade deadline. And and it's really not the new additions. I think uh, you know we're still seeing pretty much what we've seen all the whole time of Quintana and. Montgomery still looks strong, but so is workhorses of Wainwright and Michaelis that aren't quite as sturdy as they have been. Um, is there any concern with that, or is there something that they just going to have to try to maybe build in a little bit extra rest for those guys? I would think it's almost ne- uh, yeah, ne- a necessity to build in extra rest right now. You're getting. Um, you're getting uh, Michaelis worries me more than anything, just because the two injury plague seasons beforehand. You yeah. might run into a little fatigue now. I mean, he, you know, yeah. But we've had this this uh, conversation on the show before too, where there's a couple starts where he kind of uh, you kind of worry about him, and then he has another start where he just he's crushing ground balls and and as effective as can be, you know. But I still don't think it would hurt to maybe build in a little more bit of rest here in the uh, here in the in the month of September just to make sure that. That uh, that they're not being overtaxed. Yeah, it it wouldn't hurt at all, and I, I figure it's going to be one of those things for them to throw, you know, five innings or whatever the case may be. Not not go deep into games. I mean, you know, I don't know that they'll add, you know, a six man rotation or anything like that. There are some off days. Cardinals have Monday off, the next Monday off, the next Monday off, and then the 29th off. So there's four more off days between now and the end of the season. And I imagine that's one of those things where they'll just sure keep everybody on regular rest. And that, that gives a little bit of spice. You do have the double header against the reds um, next weekend, but um, yeah, I just, it's just a little bit weird to see. And, and it feels like, you know, Adam Wainwright said after the game on Thursday, that it's a mechanical issue that he just needs to work things out and they're, they'll fix it. Blah, blah, blah. Which is, I think something to what Adam Wainwright would say. Right. Um, I, I, but you know, I guess hopefully that's the case, right? Hopefully they'll figure it out. Um, because it, it feels like the last couple starts and I, and I don't know if this completely backs it up, but Wainwright's getting nickel and dimed a little bit, you know, uh, give him a run. He'll give up two or three hits. It's always giving up two or three hits. And sometimes he gets out of it and sometimes he does it. That's, you know, wasn't watching it. I was watching it on game day on Thursday's game and you know, they, you know, they got the, you know, every time it turned around the next inning, you know, even might get it out and then it's like a hit here and a hit here. And, you know, sometimes he gets out of it with a double play or, or whatever the case would be, or sometimes it's a third hit or fourth hit that brings in runs. It just didn't feel like, well, after, after Yachty hit the whole run and give him a, a, a lead, it felt like, you know, classic Adam Wainwright comes down and throws like two or three shutdown innings. Yeah. Right. And, that just didn't happen yesterday. Yeah, no, I agree. That's kind of how I felt too. I was like to have the big day that he did. 
I was I was like this. They're going to lock this down. We will get the series win, and, let, and then let's move on. And yeah, that, that was a little disappointing because I was actually at school, and my and the uh, the phone was going off the whole time, and I was like, oh, my goodness, they can't get anybody out at this point. You know, kind of that was a little bit troubling. Yeah, that's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you don't you don't want to see that. Wayne Ryan has gone actually last two games, both against the Cubs, both very identical lines: five innings, nine hits, four earned runs. Um, two strikeouts and he walked two against the Cubs, not against the Nationals. But, um, you know, he gave up eight hits against the Braves, didn't give up as many runs. Um, Wainwright's going to give up some hits, right, because he doesn't strike people out. Um, but, uh, you know, when he's at his best, he's, he's not. But, he, you know, and sometimes if he gives up the hits, he's going to get out of it. But, you know, since the beginning of August, and this counts a seven-inning shutouts, He's got a 344 ERA. That's not bad. Um, but batting average against is 263. Uh, and I think that's just what we're seeing. This is in a lot of, you know, a lot of hits, um, which, you know, I guess it's just what we have to deal with a little bit without a brain right now. Yeah, just uh, limit the damage a little, you know, as, as best as possible. And, and it's one of those situations where you, he, he's earned, this goes without saying, but he's earned the trust uh, of uh, – of, of the fan base to, to work through it and, and figure it out and hope that, uh, um, and, you know, hope for the best. I mean, it, it's funny. It, it's one of those situations where we've seen so many moments this, this season of, you know, historical Albert, historical Molina and historical Wainwright that you're just like, okay, let's just ride this wave as long as we can, because is the situation like now it, we can go into, the situation with Ross and not walking up the walls or whatnot, but you knew that was going to be a home run. You know yeah. I mean, they, there's just no doubt. You're just like, okay, this, you can feel this coming. I feel like you have that a lot with the three of them right now to where it feels like, you know, mid two thousands again, where you just know something's going to happen when they, when they, when they take the ball and uh, get the opportunity. And, and I kind of still feel that way with Wainwright. Yeah, I mean, you're not. I mean, we're not. Nobody's suggesting that take out a way around the postseason rotation or anything. I mean, yeah, I, I, no, and I, I hope that it, I didn't imply that. Yeah, no, okay, no, yeah. I mean, it's still out of Wayne, right? And you know, it may not be, you know, supreme lockdown out of Wayne, right? But you know, again, like you said, if it's if it's a mechanical issue, I think we trust that Raymond will find it between now and you know the end of the year and be that effective guy in the postseason. Now. To be fair, his postseason record is a little bit, a little bit mixed at times, but I, I don't think that anybody would suggest him not being one of your top three starters or anything because he's he's definitely going to be able to take the ball. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, looked at Michaelis. I'm not after the after the Colorado game because if you put that Colorado game in there, it's going to skew everything. Um, in the six starts after that, he's got a 3.15 ERA. Uh, his fifth 425, but you know, his batting average against is less than 200. It's just that for Michaelis, it's really, I mean, if he's on his game, you know, against the Cubs, he threw eight scoreless innings. Um, you know, against the Brewers, he threw eight innings of two runs, and that's great. And then he's got a couple of games in there which are, you know, four or five innings and giving up four or five runs. So it, it does feel a little bit, and again, He's still good. I'm not. We're not. We're we're kind of picking nits a little bit here, but um, it does feel like if if he's on his game, you're fine. But if he's off, then it gets a little bit shakier. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one trouble. And it's funny you kind of 
kind of brought that up as far as the uh, uh, the uh, historical postseason um, accomplishments, you know, because there are some that stand out, but I've always made the comment that for being an ace and a guy that is good as Wainwright is, he is due to have a clunker every once in a while. And I think that may be just due to the precision, you know, and I don't blame him at all. He's still one of my favorite Cardinals of all time. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it seems like – I know you've said it before that the floor can be awful low sometimes. And, uh, and, and I mean – we're here we are beating up a team that has an eight game lead in the central where we thought, you know, it's, but still, and it's tough to do. You almost see, it seems blasphemous to, to even talk poorly about them, but yeah, that's, those are some of the things you can kind of point to. And I think some of that is just due to the, to the lack of strikeouts as well, but you know, it is what it is at this point. And, and, and it's one of those things within a, in a three game, three game set. I don't know if there's anybody we'd rather have than Wayno and, and uh, Mike Liss. Yeah, um, the only person that might be, um, and that's, let's let's shift to a little bit more positive stock. Jack Flaherty comes back Monday and looks looks a lot more like nineteen Flaherty than we've seen in well since nineteen, I guess. Um, it is a you know one start, but and give up running five innings, but and I guess he starts again today against the Pirates, but. You know, if Jack Flaherty is more of what we think Jack Flaherty should, um, that's I mean, that's dangerous in it for other teams. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And that's what uh, I was talking to a, a, a group of friends of mine. The one was actually at the Cubs series, and we were kind of talking. But it leads to a question: How effective does does Flaherty have to be to unseat one of the three in a potential three game? series at home because at at this point you can't set Montgomery I don't think you can set Wainwright for obvious reasons and to me I don't know if you can do that to Michaelis as well so in a long series I think you're looking for you have the have the potential to have it big I think Flaherty will play a big role in any any shorter series but I would wonder in your opinion on how you would handle that yeah I don't yeah, I don't think you can. I think you're right. I think that let's see, first round's best of three, right? Yep. And I think your best case, I mean, your worst case there, probably. Well, your worst case if you lose the series, but you know, if it goes three, then you've got Jack Flaherty to lead off the next series because there's not necessarily. I mean, there might be enough time. I guess there's enough, probably enough time for your number one, whoever that may be, to come back around. But he's going to be able to be early on in the second round, which is good. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, without unless something really, really happens in the next two or three weeks, um I can't see how you can shake any any of those three. Even as good as Flaherty can be, you know, you, you just you're right. You're not gonna unseat Wainwright, um, who's very good, especially if you're pitching at home. Um Montgomery has done I mean, Montgomery's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since he became a Cardinal. Um, and, yeah, Michaelis is, is is effective enough, like I said, it, unless he just completely fell apart, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, I can't see how you could unseat any three of those. But, yeah, I think that Flaherty's, Flaherty's your four. Uh, I mean, I hate it. It's kind of, you know, Quintana's been yeah. a good guy for the Cardinals, but – you know, there's four pitchers better than him, and I just don't see how you. I don't know what that means for Quintana in the postseason. Honestly, I don't. I mean, do they 
keep him on the roster and make him a, a bullpen piece. Um, you know, a guy that comes in in case they want to make a change, you know, you know, do something early uh, so he can cover some innings. I don't know. There's a, they've got a lot of guys like that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that means for him. It's, it would, it's too bad because he has pitched so well, but he's yeah. just kind of man out. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. And I, and I thought about that too, is as far as having, if Flaherty's back full time and you know, you, you get the most important start, the most important news you can get out of a Flaherty start is Ellie. He feels the next day right now. Right. Right. You know, that's the thing with me. And uh, it, it's one of those situations too, to where, I'm kind of curious to see how Marmol will manage a playoff situation like that because, you know, it seems like that's two different games anymore. Your regular season and then your postseason to where pitchers don't go deep and the and the, the triggers pulled so fast. So I think it's a situation where Kitana as a four or a five plays a huge role in that. And I think you have to bring him along for the extended innings. And, and uh, sometimes you can find magic with those guys where – you know, I, it may seem like I talk about it both sides of my mouth. I say that some of the, sometimes those guys that get put in the bullpen, it just doesn't match. You know, it just doesn't fit. The fit's not right. But then you look at a Quintana in a playoff role of a team that, that has World Series potential, that could be a big stepping stone, and that would be a huge piece to have in the pin. So it's intriguing to see what how they're going to make these moves. And, and I think that Marmol is more acclimated to do that. I feel like he's been more – analytically driven to make some of these moves. And I'm, and I'm intrigued by how he'll handle a playoff rotation or a playoff game scenario situation with so many arms. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be different this year because of the DH, right? Sure. Cause in, in past years, it was like, okay, you know, pitchers coming up in the fourth inning, we're going to go ahead and take our shot and we'll, you know, whatever. Um, so we won't have that, but yeah, they'll be able to, you know, they'll be able to make a move whenever. Because, I mean, you're looking – I mean, it depends on what you look at this roster. And I don't know what the postseason roster is necessarily going to look like. But you got a guy like Jake Woodford who has pitched well, except for last night, out of that long relief bullpen role. You've got um, – you've got perhaps Steven Matz coming back, um, who would also be another one of those guys that's going to give you at least two to three innings by the time he gets back up. It's possible you'll have a Dakota Hudson. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but, you know, you're going to have a lot of guys. And then you've got guys like Palante, who's gone two or three innings overall, uh, you know, out of the bullpen. Yeah. Um, I think, I, they think he's a weapon. I, that's the Because he's coming to bail them out of some big situations. So I think that he's going to be the first long man situation. He has, but he's also, as somebody pointed out, and I want to pull this numbers up so I can get it right, he struggled a little bit since the extra inning game against the Reds that he pitched the yeah. inning. Uh, and it may be that he just needs a little bit of a, of a break. Let me, let me pull that. Uh, come on, baseball reference. Um, because, it, you know, he may just be that he needs a few, you know, a little bit more rest and stuff like that. Um, because that game was... That game was on the 31st, and he's pitched three times since then. And he's got, uh, yeah, he's got 27 ERA. He's pitched less than two innings in those three times. And that's, you know, his first time out after that, he threw a scoreless inning. But the next last two times, he gave it four runs and a third of an inning against the Nationals and an inning, a run in the next, at a third of an inning against the Nationals. So, I mean, some of that may have been inherited runners that came in, but. And it may just be he didn't match up well against the Nationals either. Yeah. But it'd be, especially with Matt's coming back, especially with off days and long guys in the bullpen, 
be interesting to see if they don't let him rest a little bit because yeah, he's pitched every, you know, two, every two or three days. It seems like he's throwing, going out there. Let me see if they, you know, give him a few more days and try to, cause he's a guy that hasn't ever gone this deep into a season either. And he's been yeah. on the roster. I think he may be, he may be the only guy on this roster that has never, that has been active for every game, you know, he's yeah. not been on the injured list. You know, Goldschmidt and Arnaldo would be that way if it wasn't for that trip to Toronto. But um, I think everybody else has, you know, had an injured stint or something. Was he on the opening day roster? Yeah. Remember, he made the, uh, he was the last man picked. Okay. Uh, yep. You know, and, and we were like, wow, he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, kind of, he opened some eyes in spring training enough that, uh, yeah, he was at opening day roster, and he has been there every day since. Um, so, um, I guess Pujols <laughs> is the only other guy that's done that too. But, oh, wow, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and, you know, they have used him. They've used him as a starter. They've used him as a reliever. Yeah. He's thrown a decent amount of, of innings this year. So, you know, it may be that he just needs, you know, he may be hitting a bit of a wall as well, as we say that, because, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he's thrown a lot of innings in the minor leagues, but, you know, getting into September like this is a, a different thing, uh, especially when you make your first, uh, but he's thrown, let's see, he's on, he's right at 99 innings. So I'm sure that he's thrown more than that in the minor leagues, but they're different innings too. Yeah. 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 High pressure. That's a, uh, that is a, uh, yeah, yeah, a different ball game. <laughs> Ignorant. Of me, you know who I, I always got Palante and the guy from Japan. <laughs> I got <coughs> confused both of them. Who was the one that came over? Was it uh, uh, work with me? He's the one that got hurt. Aaron, no, wait, Aaron, it wasn't Aaron Brooks, was it? Uh, it may have been. I can't remember. Yeah, um, he was the one that had the real strong spring training. They had signed him, yeah, they signed him out of uh, I don't know. <laughs> It wasn't okay. I may be right. It may have been Korea. I, it, it just one was. I got so I was confused. I was thinking, okay, which one was it? That's why I said that about the opening day roster because I, I could not remember. So yeah, but you're right. I mean, those are uh, uh, big time innings, and the stress just changes a little bit. And and uh, you know, it's another thing. The book may be out on you a little bit more. You know, yeah. one of those things yeah. as far as you know, advanced scouting and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I mean, they have some options, but uh, but they relied on him pretty heavily early on, and, and he was successful. I mean, he was one of those guys too that I thought that it, it's just I'm always so skeptical when they just naturally assume that the guy that gets booted out of the rotation can pitch in the bullpen, and he seemed to excel at it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he did well. Um, let's see, last year, between uh, no, see, last year in Springfield, hang on. Uh, Springfield and Memphis last year, he pitched 99.1 innings. So he's almost at the, where he pitched last year. It looks like, I mean, you'd have to, and that's, that's his only, it's, you know, after that, before that he was in college. So, you know, in 2020, I guess he was a 2019 draft pick. Because uh, in 2019 he played, yeah, he played for state college in 2019. So yeah, he was a 2019 draft pick. Um, so he's not, you know, he doesn't have just a whole long track record anyway. Um, he is hitting where he's not pitched before. Yeah. It looks like college. He's got college numbers in here too. He pitched 101 innings one year in college. Uh, that's his high, but that was also, you know, that's college ball. That's a different thing. Um, 
so yeah, we'll see how you know see how they want to use him down the stretch. I imagine again, big lead, lots of guys coming. You know, especially if they're going to use mats again. I mean, I mean, in theory, they could even send him to Memphis and let him you know just kind of rest and stuff as they get ready. But I, I don't think they'd do that. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know what the move is if Matt's comes back. I mean, we're still a little ways away and, you know, baseball being baseball, but I agree. I don't necessarily know what that is. Well, and it's funny because it's, I really like Steven Matt's and that's a signing that I really wanted to see happen. So this, I don't want this to sound as disrespectful as it is. This reached a fever pitch about a month ago when we really thought that he was, he was due back because we thought we thought he was going to be done. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, he's back and it's going to be soon. And he's willing to pitch out of the bullpen. And that's what we're going to do. But we really haven't seen it since, you know what I mean by that? I mean, you're just yeah. like, I felt like if, if it was that urgent, they could have rushed that through. And I don't think he's as healthy as we thought he was. Um, now we're looking being September 10th. So yeah, potentially, if you want to count the last week of the season as that full week, you know, would you consider it a month at this point or three weeks? You know what I mean by that with all yeah. the off days. So the uh, I'll be curious to see how that works out because I feel like we're getting a little push for time on that. I thought that it may be before September before that would happen. So so I'm skeptical that that will, will come back. I hope that, that I eat crow on that, though, and that he does come back as effective out of the pen and can throw some innings. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, let's see. Um, he was supposed to pitch last night for his second outing. Um, for let's see, was he pitching for? He pitched for Springfield on Tuesday, threw an inning and a third. Um, I'm trying to decide if he was. I guess he was probably playing for Springfield last night. So let me see if I can. He was supposed to pitch last night. We'll see if he did. I. It's too early in the morning for me to to know if I didn't see this. I didn't see the stats. Um, <laughs> I doesn't look like he didn't pitch for Springfield last night. It doesn't look like so. Uh, may have missed it. I'll I'll try to poke around while we're talking, but okay. um, but yeah, I think I think it's if they I think they'll get him back up there, probably with a week or so to go. Um, He'll probably because I mean he doesn't have to build up quite as much as he's going to with yes it's, it's exactly you know, three starts third to three innings um, and they've got I realize they have James Nail that they brought up as their twenty eighth man I think he could go back down especially after getting yeah. um, he got let up once or twice he could, he could easily go back down um, without any problems so that's probably what your move is um, but um, I don't know it's it's interesting that. I mean, I guess it says a lot about Steven Matz that he's trying to make this comeback, right? Um, because he could have easily just packed it up for... Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, he, and he didn't. Um, so, yeah, I can't see. I guess he didn't pitch. I can't find anything about him pitching yesterday. So. Um, and if he... You know, I don't, I don't know. If he was supposed to pitch yesterday and didn't, now that's a little disturbing. But I don't see anything about that either, so... yeah. Uh, you know, but no, yeah, I agree. I, it was funny that, that you know, somebody and just to come back to, to contribute that it, it, I, I'm glad to see that, you know, without a doubt. And it's, it's one of those, it's just, I was kind of skeptical because 
it, it was just like, oh, he's back and it's going to be for relatively soon, you know, and one of those, and we still hadn't seen anything. And I understand he's coming back from a knee and it's going to be, it's pretty amazing that he's coming back from it in the first place. You're right. And it, now on the medical side of it, you're like, man, that's, that's pretty impressive. So we'll see. I just, I, I'm just, like I said, I'm a little skeptical that this is going to work out as well as planned. Um, okay. So it looks like he was supposed to pitch. He's going to pitch t- tonight for Springfield. Uh, about 30 pitches, be off Sunday and Monday, and then pitch another inning Tuesday. Um, and apparently they're not they're not concerned about stretching him beyond two innings. So he may, you know, he could be, in theory, it sounds like, maybe by the end of this, by the time we record next time, he might actually be back. Yeah. Um, probably another week after that. So, yeah, you get a little bit of chance to see what he's going to do. And But if you're not going to go, you know, more than two innings, it may be a little bit not of the discussion we were having about the guys that can cover a lot of, of ground, but yeah, um, still it's a nice weapon to have. And again, you know, it's, it's, you know, the talking about bird guys were saying on their show about Flaherty, the guys would be kind of rested, right? I mean, hasn't, hasn't thrown as much. So, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a good thing as well, because a lot of people go hit the, like we've been talking, hit this wall or something those guys are are guys that can be effective because somewhat because they're fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. But the uh, yeah, especially in the Matt situation, just because we know that's a lower body type situation type injury. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's funny. The more that we talk about this though, I'm thinking, man, now it starts to kind of, kind of start forming into one of these bullpens that we've seen win a world series past few years where you have about, you know, 10 or 11 effective guys in the pen and yeah. you see just about all of them every night. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy like Jojo Romero that's come up and been pretty ref- effective enough that he's going to be in the mix for that postseason um, uh, bullpen when, you know, I think all of us just thought that they were just kind of giving away Edmundo Sosa. Cause you know, they're just kind of, okay, we'll just, you know, got to clear the room. Um, and I think they got something back there that they did. Uh, they knew that probably what they were getting, but I don't think anybody else did. Um, you know, Zach Thompson has pitched pretty well at times. I mean, he's he struggled at times, but um, I think you're. Yeah, I think you've got you've got enough people that you're probably going to leave a guy that could be effective off of the postseason roster, um, and that's not always able to say that, right? I mean, there's a yeah. you know. Um, usually those kind of get, usually they just take, you know, more hitters or something like that. I think there are a lot of different options in the, in the bullpen and, you know, for the fact that you've got starters and I know we're, you know, like you said, in postseason, they may not, you know, you, you play your matchups or whatever, but you've got starters that can go six or seven innings, um, pretty regularly with, with these guys. And so. That even if they can have those kind of games, that just makes this bullpen even more effective because you know, they're just shutting down two or three innings. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that that's that the lineup that they well, yeah, I think that they what they want to see best is to get to those short inning guys as fast as possible. Yeah, you know, that's uh, you know, draw that line from starter the Helsley, the shorter that gets, the better you feel like your chances are. Uh, you know, but you're right in the playoffs, that doesn't work a lot of times, and that's where some of those long inning guys or multiple inning guys come in. So, you know so handy but yeah you're right i mean it's it's funny too because we, we probably disregard the fact that that uh you know they had the big lead right now but man they're probably looking for innings just to cover the rest of the season 
You know, that's kind of yeah. short-sighted of me to think that because we just naturally assume that Matt's is going to be on a playoff roster. But, man, he, he made us be there just to, hey, let's get through the season so we can alleviate some of these innings on Michaelis, you know, sure. type situation. Sure. So, Yeah, I mean, that definitely doesn't hurt either. I mean, and they've got to see him enough in the major leagues to know if he can make the major league roster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's Yeah, I think that would be a key. Right. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I – I feel like they would like to have Matt's on their roster if he produces like they think he's going to produce. But I mean, you're right. There's no guarantees. Um, and he may get back up here and it just not, it's not work. Um, but being that that's a guy, like you said, that they signed to the big contract and I think they'd like to have him, even if it's not in the role that they signed him for uh, on the postseason roster, if, if possible, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Cause again, there are arms that can push him out if, if, if he's not just square, you don't have to take him just because of the contract. You can take him because he's effective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'd be nice. What do you think about, I guess we should talk about it a little bit. What do you think about Helsley's new entrance? <laughs> yeah. I listen, those things are, are, are super cool. And I've always said this. If I wanted to do something in professional sports, I'd love to be an effective closer. So you could do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is, Boy, the attention, the attention gets to you real quick. Yeah. And if that goes bad, it can go really bad. That was my first thought when I saw it. I was like, he's probably one of my favorite. He's definitely one of my favorite Cardinals, if not my favorite Cardinal. I was like, oh, you're 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 dancing on uh, some thin ice with these kind of things. I don't know. Yeah, I um, I, it is. I I get you. I get you. It is cool. It is kind of neat. But yeah, it's like, okay, well, then what happens if he goes through one of those stretches that... Like every closer does. Like every closer does. And, uh, yeah. I mean, and then you, do you stop doing it? And if you stop doing it, doesn't that bring attention to, oh, I've not been good, so I don't get my music type of thing? Yeah. Um, you know, he... Uh, see, what was, it? what was that game? Was that the Washington game? So he, yeah. he, he didn't even run there. He just gave up a hit, but... He had to walk. I mean, it was not one of his more effective outings, but it was effective enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, those are those are interesting. You're right, and it, it does bring a little entertainment to the game. Um, it's it really really interesting now because of LED lighting and all that kind of stuff that they can do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, back in the old days, if you turned those big spotlights off, they had took you know what twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, twenty minute heat up. You couldn't, you couldn't do anything like that. <laughs> well, it, you, it, here it's funny. How many times have we talked on this show in the last six, seven years about how vanilla the Cardinals are? Mm-hmm. A ton. And then when we do this, I'm just like, oh, now I can kind of see why they didn't do that. You know what I mean? One of those type of situations. It's super cool. But then you're just like, oh, man, this could go sour really fast. Yeah. I, I think it'll be very interesting to see – if that continues next year, you know, I guess it probably does, but you know, it's, I don't know. It would be fun. And and, and again, you know, it's like, okay, well, (laughs) you know, got a little, it's almost like, you know, a a downer. If Gallegos comes in to close the game or something like that, you know, if it's one of those days that Helsley isn't available, uh, he doesn't get anything, but you know, I don't know. (laughs) You start going to have to start doing lighting for him too i I don't know you know and another thing too i guess we probably have to uh 
give a little bit of credit to the the Cardinals for an opposite and in particular marketing. They've loved this last run oh, yeah. type situation. This year, they have done things that have really surprised me about how they've stepped out of their comfort zone to do these things. Because I thought it would be a truly historical run. You know, they would play on the history of it more than anything. But they've been kind of out front and uh, progressive on some of the stuff that they've done, this in particular. Yeah. It is a little bit interesting to see. And I don't know if that's a function of different people getting into the marketing department or a different, you know, management and all that kind of, you know, I mean, maybe not saying that they would have ever done this before. Of course, you know, cause they couldn't, they didn't really have a guy before. Right. I mean, Gallegos was effective, but he wasn't effective in the way that Helsley is right. You almost need that, you know, that dominance, that, yeah. you know, that strikeouts and all that kind of stuff to get this kind of hype video type thing. I think. Um, a guy like Gallegos who just, he went out and he did the job and, but it wasn't, and he struck out guys too, but I don't think it didn't have the same, you know, impact perhaps that, um, that Helsley does. Um, but yeah, it may have been that, you know, you know, Ollie's cool with it, you know, rest of the team is cool with it. Um, it may just be the right mix of people as well, but I, I do think that that's something that they've, you know, tried to do a little bit more. They've done a little bit more this year, I think, with lighting and stuff, you know, like home, after home runs and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and it just be, may have just some new tools and new toys to play with, and um, they're, they're using them. But it is, you're right, it is kind of interesting to see them. Because right now it's like the, it's Edwin Diaz and his entrance and then Helsley's, right? I mean, I don't know. Everybody else is pretty much their closers just coming into the you know music or whatever like they normally do. I don't know that anybody else has this pageantry. Yeah, I'm not certain at all. Um, and so it's interesting that the Cardinals are are one of those, and they're willing to. I guess they're willing to lock down. I mean, this is a long way away from Tony Larusa not being able to say that Jason Mott was their closer, right? I mean, yeah, oh yeah, good point. So, um, I mean. It's amazing, but you know, again, a guy with an ERA under one this late in the year, um, with you know, eighty-one strikeouts and fifty-five innings, that kind of guy needs a little bit of attention. I don't, yeah, yeah, dominant. I agree. So, now, what do you think about their usage of him in the postseason? I mean, the Cardinals have been pretty, pretty effective, although they've done a little bit more of it lately of spacing out his appearances. Right? I mean, it's not back-to-back days usually. You know, of course, he had the big long gap when he was on uh, paternity leave and stuff like that. But you know, with a fewer off days this year, this postseason that we've seen, you know, are they going to be comfortable going to him back to back? Or I mean, I I doubt they could do it three days in a row. But you know, is it where they're going to be? Are they going to be willing to go with him a little harder than they have in the in the regular season? Yeah, I, you know what? I would hope so. Um, they are, uh, you know, as conservative as, as we talk about, they may not be. But I would think that in a playoff situation, isn't this, this, isn't this what you've saved up for? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the, the long term kind of goes out the window a little bit, especially in a playoff situation. I mean, I think that they'd extend him a little bit. I mean, when you expect him, let's say that they host that, that three game at home, don't you expect him to go at least two of those? You know, in, yeah, in, in a situation yeah. where the games are close, it would have to happen. Right, right. Now, you'd, you'd like to think um, that 
Cardinals could win a game or two in there. That, uh, that yeah, exactly. It, yeah, that was kind of when I was yeah. saying that. It was it was in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, well, you probably hope one of them is an eight to ten run, you know, output. Yeah, you'd like to think that, but I mean, it's the postseason, and you kind yeah. of got to expect that all those games are going to be close because you're playing really good teams. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it will be. Just, I think that's going to be something to watch. I mean, it helps that the head guy goes, who's an effective guy. Um, although, if they want to use him in the eighth inning a lot, we'll, we'll see how that works. Um, they've got Jordan Hicks, who has looked much more closer like i guess um he, he's over the last little bit you know he seems to be a lot more effective than he has been in the past um he's getting a little bit more strikeout and a little more stuff so they have some options at the end of the game if it's not healthy but yeah they're they'll probably lean on him as hard as they can yeah um Talk about another side of things debut this week for alec burleson um i don't think kind of had been thinking about, you know, how does he get up here? And it really didn't seem like there was a way that he was going to make it to the major leagues this year, just because of how everything was going. But Dylan Carlson goes on the injured list with a a thumb injury. Um, I guess mainly because of, well, it was suggested to me and it makes sense. You know, one, yeah, one, I would have thought one Yapes because Yapes is ready to come back. You know, he's on the roster, blah, blah, blah. But, Yepes probably is a little bit redundant because he's not going to get anything that Albert Pujols isn't going to get right now. And yeah. with Albert this close, he's going to get every bit of that. Exactly. And, and the defense out there is, you know, is already taking a hit. Um, so, you know, they brought up Burleson, who's a little bit more of, a, of an outfielder. Um, it's cool to see him get his debut. Uh, it was pretty fun that he said, you know, look, I'll tell my kids. My first game, I was hitting between Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good place to be for your first game. Yeah, pretty crazy, isn't it? And it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. The uh, I, I was mad that he had to start on Thursday when I when I couldn't watch. You know, yeah. one of those deals because I was really excited about it. And that's and it was funny because Amber and I were talking about this. I said, "Hey, look how quick you made it." I mean, because we saw him in Springfield last year. You know, mm-hmm. one of those things, and that's that, that's hitting your way through. I mean, that's what in you know he's only what two years out of. East Carolina, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's yeah. Uh, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so it's it's pretty impressive. So uh, so yeah, I was excited. I mean, I'll see how much play he gets. I'd love to see him in the lineup tonight. But uh, but yeah, you're right. And I I thought the same thing. Whenever that move was made, I was like, that makes a lot of sense, just because that shows how much uh, Albert's going to play. You know, to yeah. ride out the stretch, he's going to have every opportunity to uh, to hit, in particular to, to just to overtake the six ninety six. I think more than anything at this point. Um, well, in any production, I mean, I, that's short sighted of me to think it's just for the record, but, uh, but I would think so. He's, he's going to get run and it's good. It's going to be tough. So I was glad that they, uh, that they, uh, that they made this move goes back to, you know, we were kind of talking about the, the usage of the last two weeks of, of Carlson and how it was weird. And you do wonder now how, how, how long he's been dealing with this because it was, it was kind of funny. You make that trade, make him the everyday, uh, uh, center fielder and then ultimately just didn't play much you know because he was scuffling so you kind of wonder if he was hurt more than they let on yeah i think that's part of it um because they're talking about that thumb injury was it's been like a month or so yeah. right um which is a little bit disconcerting i mean i know that he's trying to play through it and you know maybe he didn't have a lot of options but you know he struggled at times i mean 
you wonder how much that played into it. And like you said, they sat him a lot and it, it did seem a little bit weird, the usage, and it has to be a lot of it. But um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know all the ramifications that went into that. Maybe it was one of those things they thought that just a, a day or two um, would be, you know, giving the rest and it didn't work. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it was, it was interesting for sure uh, to see that. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it's, uh, it, it, you hate that for Carlson too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You kind of show the, uh, that to, to him finally being shown that, that sign of support and, and belief. And then this happens to him, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. And it, it's one of those two to where, you know, I'm a big O'Neill fan. I just feel like he's a little miscast in center field. I don't know why I feel that way, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it feels like there's a bigger gap than I, than, than I initially thought would have happened with Carlson because on the show, I thought, well, is Carlson never going to be the one that we want, but you know, that's, uh, you know, you're taking 20 plus doubles out and that's, and that's tough out of a, out of a guy that's played a much better center field than I thought he was going to. It's, it's, it's going to hurt a little bit and I feel worse for Carlson than anybody. Yeah. And I hope that it, but you know, if he's dealt with this that long, you know, is 10 days going to be enough? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I, I don't know. I, Injuries I, this late always bring skepticism from me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I think that, you know, we'll see if he is able to get back in time. Um, hopefully so. Hopefully that's the case. Um, I would hate to think that they would, would miss out on, on having him. Yeah, because he's been such an impact player this year um, at times, and and you're right, that defense is a big deal. I mean, that's you know not to have him out there becomes a bit of, of an issue. I mean, that's why they've got uh, you know Ben Deluzio up here, right? Yeah, like play some defense at times. He didn't play much, but you know he's a guy that can play defense or can come in as a defensive replacement if necessary. Um, and that's why Juan Yepes isn't here. I mean, that's yeah. really, really boils down to, or at least a lot, at least part of, of the reason. So, um, uh, you know, other than that, the offense still seems to be pretty good. Uh, I don't think, I think it's, I got to say, I had pretty much written off Yadier Molina's bat. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you, when uh, Marmol comes out and says he trusts in September Yadi and then, September Yachty shows up hitting like 500 with home runs. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, again, he did it. And some of that is, you know, is he's been off and, and he, maybe he's finally getting into his rhythm, but I think some of it's just him. He sees the finish line. He, he's trying to trying to go out as strong as possible. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny how, I know we talk about this all the time, last five years about how he's just, just different when healthy and rested, yeah. and it comes through in those big moments. It, it it's it's impressive. I mean, it, to me, it's is it's he's a Hall of Famer. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, he's just too good of a player, and he's meant too much to the organization into baseball itself. And and uh, it's just impressive to see him come through in these in these big moments. I mean, even this like even the uh, I know it's just minuscule, but just just the the liner to left to keep you in the game against Washington. You know, in the comeback game, you know, just things like that. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. I was like, man, I don't want, I don't want Gorman to strike out because I, you know, I'm not sure that I want Yachty or Molina up there with what one out, you know, with a runner on first, you know, and or two outs even. But 
you know, Yachty does have that ability to rise to the occasion. And if he's on his game and right now he's on his game, um, he's, he's going to be that way. It's just, it's, it's remarkable to see. Uh, you know, I did. I honestly had thought we had seen the last Yadier Molina home run. I mean, cause <laughs> even even, yeah. even when he's hitting, he's hitting those, you know, those singles or, or you know, you know, a, a maybe occasional double. But you know, he's hitting those kind of those solid line drive type things. But he's not hitting with extreme power. And then to park not one but two in the same game. Now, I. I, I do. I think. I think again. We may have seen the last Yadier Molina home run, but but still, to have a game, a two home run game like that uh, here, right here in the last you know three weeks of your season, of your career, I mean that's just that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Probably playing on last legs, definitely. I mean, knees probably shot. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's like I said, they have risen to the to the moment a ton. You know, and it's 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 so much so to what could have been if you if Albert would have stayed here. You know what I mean? Type situation. Oh, yeah. And I know that's that's short sighted. Again, that's kind of been my whole mo basically this <laughs> uh, this show. But but uh, but yeah, I mean it's 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 impressive right now to watch what's going on, especially with all that they've been through. Yeah, yeah, it's uh pretty remarkable, pretty remarkable for sure. Um, I. I think more than anything, I, I don't know if we'd be in that situation if Albert was here. Sure, but, sure. But I think what what this last little bit has made us wonder a lot is, you know, what if they just played, what if there hadn't, you know, what if he'd played 50 more games in 2022, yeah. you know, uh, or 2020, I'm sorry. Um, you know, instead of playing 60 games that year, you know, if there'd been a full season, you know, are we looking at, I mean, he's probably already past 714, right? Um, he's probably, you know, hit 700 a long time ago. At least, it, even if he just hit it this year, he would have hit it with if the Cardinals. Um, and this is a little bit different. But, man, I think we're going to get down to the last bit of the season. And I'm afraid we're going to wish that he'd had just, you know, 10 more games or something like that. You know? Yeah. Because... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how many lefties he's going to see. And I think, I think we've seen. I know a lot of people have said he should play every day when the Cardinals have you know such a lead. But I just don't think. I think the uh, the idea, and I've seen it. I think our friend uh, Richard has mentioned it as well. Um, you know, the idea that he can pinch hit against a lefty uh, and have probably have more of a success rate than if he's hitting if he starts against a righty, because he may not see that lefty, right? I yeah. mean, they, we've, we've seen how they, um, you know, people figured this out, right? Except for David Ross. Um, not to let him face a lefty, uh, especially if a game matters. And I know they're playing teams that are out of it, and there may be some that say, hey, we'll just challenge him or whatever the case may be. But I think for the most part, people are playing, people are going to play the game to win the game. Yeah. Um, you know, if he hits a home run, that's great. And they're not, it's not going to burn them too much, but they're also not just going to give it to him. So to have him as that option, I mean, yeah, it limits him to just like one or maybe two chances, but I, I don't think he's doing enough against righties that it, it really helps him to play. And I'm not sure, you know, it's kind of, kind of the way we're seeing with maybe Yachty too. I'm not sure that they've got the enough in the tank to play every day either. 
Yeah. Uh, I think part of what's helping the audience in September is they are relying on Kisner. Not as much as maybe some, but more than any other backup he's ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I mean, that's uh, I give Marble a lot of credit. Um, I wonder about the Pujols usage being more Pujols than it has Marmol too. You know what I mean? And that may, that may be just giving giving Albert way too much credit. But I do kind of wonder if it's like, hey, play these guys, you know, type situation. Because he seemed to be kind of a mentor in those situations. And that may be naive yeah. for me to say. But I do wonder how much of the playing time is dictated. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's dictated by by Albert helping with the lineup or saying when he's ready to go and things like that. But uh but you're exactly right about the uh, the uh, the usage of Molina, and I think that it's just about been just about pretty much perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I, I you know really where was really a concern, especially when he came back. That you know they were play Yachty every day, but I think they've still mixed in Kisner pretty well, and and with Yachty hitting like what he is, you know, it's not as a bad thing to have him out there as, as we were afraid because you know you got to feel like there's some times in the past where Yachty could have gone over 30, over 40, he's still going to be out there every day. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and that's not, not the case under Ollie and the way this situation is. Yeah. I, you're right on pool holes though. I think it's very interesting. You know, we saw that what, when, uh, when he pinch hit, uh, I guess comes there, that the grand slam in the third inning, you know, he made sure to go talk to Brendan Donovan and say, Hey, look, you know, we, it wasn't that they didn't trust in you or all that. And he's like, you know, Donovan's like, Hey, I got to watch you. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think pools is trying to, you know, look, he, he's doing it. You're right. He's doing that mentor thing, but he's also saying, Hey, look guys, this is not, it's not about you right now. I mean, it's not, you're not, you know, if I'm getting that bad, it's not about you. Um, and I think that helps give them their confidence too. It's like, you know, they don't worry about, oh, they don't trust them or not, anything. Um, so that's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool to see Albert in general. I know we've talked about I, it. No, I completely agree. I mean, I it, it's weird to fanboy out about it, but I can, because I was skeptical. I was honestly skeptical of the move, but it has been awesome, I think. Yeah. Yep. It has been pretty, uh, it has been everything the Cardinals could have wanted. I think the only thing else that they can want that they haven't gotten yet is, either 697 or 700, right? I think they want, I think they'd like to see 700 more than anything. If you're, if you're looking at just Cardinal marketing, everything like that, and they sign him, they think they'd really like to see that round number of 700 so they could celebrate it. Yeah. But even if they got just him passing a rod to go into fourth, um, that would be pretty, pretty remarkable as well. And I, you know, this week, I'd like to have seen him get another one this week and tie a rod, but and, and, and he could tonight. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but you know, three weeks left. He needs two homers. I feel fairly good about him passing a rod. No, maybe not. Yeah. I feel pretty good about him tying and then and breaking that. I don't know if I feel as confident about seven hundred, but you know, I, I think he's got two more innings. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. It's uh, there's it's just the season has gone too well, you know, for those things to happen. I mean, he just kind of revitalized in in, in one of those things, and I I completely agree with that. I mean, it's one of those to where we thought for the the longest time that it wasn't uh, there was zero chance of him getting close at all, and then he goes on one of those runs where he just hits about five or six in about a week span. It seems like it's just crazy. Yeah, he's always liked PNC, um, and he plays a lot of games there as well. 
you know, I, I know I said that he shouldn't play every day, but I feel like, you know, he's going to play the last game in Bush. We know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to play, and assuming, that, I don't know how that works out. I'd have to look. But he's going to play the last Adam Wainwright game. Um, Adam Wainwright start at home. I, I just I know that. I mean, with Yachty, I, you know, that star. I mean, he's going to probably start. Do you think he starts on, I mean, again, I know this is not, I mean, if a lefty's here, of course he's starting. But, I mean, even with a righty. I think he starts what the game and game on Wednesday where uh, where Wainwright and Molina break the record. Um, I think he starts that because he started in that in the three twenty four this yeah. week, and I think it's partly it was partly because it was a day game after I get into the series, blah blah blah. But I think there's something about having him in the lineup for those record setting games that those two other two that are so closely tied to him. Um, I think he so I think he's in the lineup for that game. I think he's in the lineup for the last game of Bush. I know the last Adam Wainwright started Bush. Um, and then if it's where, if he's at, especially if he's at 690, if he's tied with A-Rod or if he's at 699, I think he plays like all three of those games in Pittsburgh, assuming they've, um, because I, I, they should have locked up the division by the yeah. And I think, you know, as much as we said, oh, he shouldn't play against Wrighty, I think when he's only one away or something oh, yeah. like that, yeah. I'll give him as many shots as possible. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think he's going to play in all the historic games. Heck, I half expect Ozzy to play in some of those games that are <laughs> no momentous, you know, <laughs> the way the season's gone. So, yeah, no, I can really agree with you. I think we're going to see a lot of it. And I think that play, that plays a lot in what we talked about Yepes earlier. Yeah. All right. Uh, we hit almost the hour. Um but MLB, you know, one of the things I used to like about baseball over football, there's a lot of things, obviously, that I like about baseball over football. But what I used to like about baseball was it seemed like every year in the offseason, football would, you know, yeah. make some sort of rule change and they're changing this and changing that and all that. And I thought, well, baseball keeps their stuff the same. Not anymore. Baseball has to seemingly make a rule change every year. And this is the case again this year that next year they have added uh, bigger bases. They have added a pitch clock and they have added shift restrictions. Uh, pretty much kind of getting rid of at least the most exaggerated of shifts. Um, Alan, you know, you're one of those crazy guys that wants everything to change. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you our time. Um, you know, because we you, you, we know everybody that's listened to the show knows where, where we stand on some of these rule changes at times. But uh, what did you think about all these things? Uh, I, 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 one, I'm all right with all of them. Um, I've been intrigued by the bigger bases the whole time because I felt like they need. If you're going to keep replay, you got you have to do something because that that was not the intended purpose. Was the sliding off the bag. To me, I couldn't stand that, and I felt like that was just a giant waste of time that uh, that those things happened. I wish there was some way to do it. So I'm intrigued by the bigger bases, and I was kind of – it's funny that this has been in the works so long because was it not 19, whenever Mo brought it up when we were up there? Must it would have had to have been. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so to see it play out three or four years later, I, I feel like that – the pandemic may have shortened this one. We would have seen this one a little bit sooner. Um the game clock as well. I will say this: as far as the pitch clock, the, the pitch clock goes, you never notice it at minor league games, and it, and and they and I will tell you, drillers games have have become quicker and uh, more efficient, less downtime, and that's one of those I like to see. The shifts, the shift limitations, 
the reason I like it is I, I just don't like the fact that there's the, the historical hits you've seen for a hundred years are not, don't happen. You know, it made the, uh, the ground ball, the second deep second base is, is a fad now, you know, that's, that's the one situation. I do wonder if they've gone too far on how they limit it, but I think you had to go one way or the other. You had to go all in or all out on it. Um, I know the adjustment talk's going to happen. I know that stuff, you, you know, we're going to hear that. I really want to know how many of these things are going to be noticed by midseason next year. Because when people aren't talking about them, I promise you no one's going to notice it. Yeah, there's there's something to that. There is something to that. Um, I got to say, um, the bases, yeah. I mean, I, I don't guess it's a big deal for me on the base. But like I said, all on the base, baseball has done enough stuff that really irritates me over the last probably 20 years these things are not at the top of that list because it's a long list i mean if they're not done in some of the other things i might get upset about that. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's like you've already kind of changed this game significantly from what i knew growing up so what's another thing or two um yeah. hey, go ahead i know to 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 get on board with you on that the one thing and and you know this will get get an eye roll what i don't like is they do they make these changes on the field, which are going to help in game time a little bit. But the thing they won't change is what really makes the game at, at a midnight, the 7 p.m. first pitch end at midnight in the playoffs is the revenue. Yeah. You know, it's sponsorship. The, yeah. you, you, you have four minutes between innings. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those. I mean, it's not – this is no attack on capitalism by any means. I just – I feel like sometimes they mess around on the field a little bit too much and overlook some of the things that would really make a difference by keeping the games finishing a lot sooner than they do. Sure. I will say they did do something toward that, what, a few years ago, is they cut at least, I don't know about postseason, now that's a different different beast, for but regular season, they cut the, the um, time between innings down out 30 seconds or something like that. But that's when you see a lot of more of those in-game commercials, right? You know, when there's a meeting on the mound, they'll put the little thing and then put the ad over there. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. Yeah, Danny, exactly. Danny, Danny Mack loves to do the Great Southern Bank ones and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that, especially if it's not like during the action. Like if it's a, a spot where like a pitching changers or a meeting on the mound or something like that, you pull out the ad. That's fine. Because, yeah, that doesn't delay to that you're still getting your ad and you're not slowing the game down um so they did do a little bit of something like that but you're right i mean that's that, that's always been the situation of trying to to get things done you know i've heard i have been to a couple minor league games with a pitch clock and you're right you don't really notice it i wonder i wonder in a few years if it's going to be a moot point it probably will be pretty soon. Yeah. Um, you know, all these pitchers that have come, I mean, cause they've had a pitch clock in the minors for what, two or three, well, the last two years, I guess at least, right. They did in 2020, obviously, cause there was no 2020 season, but 2021 to 2022, I think they've had pitch clock in at least some minor. I don't know if they've had it in all the minor leagues. So you got to figure as that, as those guys have gotten used to it, they, um, move up. And it, I think you, it, it's proven that these pitchers can adapt. I mean, what, Dakota Hudson went to the minor leagues and threw eight and two thirds innings. Um, and as far as I know, never violated the pitch clock. And yeah. if Dakota Hudson can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about that. Um, 
I do think I think it'll be interesting to see because there is so much to process. Um, but maybe you bring it back down to see ball hit it ball um, type of thing. Yeah. Um, or at least got to be prepared. I mean, I get, I get the idea of stepping out. Remember when Nomar Garcia Paro was like mm-hmm. this human rain delay? Yeah. Like everybody's Nomar Garcia Paro because they got to get out, they got to shift, they got to do this. And some of that is just thinking, okay, I saw this and all that. And I get that. I mean, you want to be able to, you know, think, th- think through things, but it doesn't necessarily have to do. I hope that it keeps pe- keeps batters from calling time at the last minute. Uh, you know, with yeah, it, oh yeah, that. that's that's always frustrating. Um, but the shift bothers me a little bit. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I, I it's true. I mean, there's so many times that I'm like, oh, there's a ba- oh no, there's a shortstop. You know, a, you know the shortstop yeah, behind. Yeah. Things like, um, and and I get that. Um. And I get that it, in theory, and it should increase offense, at least with the singles and things of that nature, not necessarily going to the 3-2 outcome. So I get that. Although, to be fair, that may then extend the game. <laughs> you know, If you're talking about yeah. length of games, they may counteract, but you do have a better flow because things are actually happening. So I, that's fine. Um, but part of me just, it, part of me bothers me is like, they're going to be, you know, it's like they, they know where the ball is going to be hit in theory, you know. And you can't put a guy there. You know, that that's what bothers me a little bit is the idea that you have to play dumb baseball to some yeah. degree. Um, because you you know you can play the percentages and you can do this. And, and I, I mean, they're still going to be shifting on on each side of the thing. But, you know, I, I just that just bothers me a little bit. It's like, man, you know, they knew he was going to hit it there, but they couldn't put a guy there. Uh, yeah. Because they were they're not a lot allowed to. That's the only thing that really bothers me about the shift. I, yeah, I think we'll see a little bit more singles. I do not think. I mean, I guess it's, and I guess the other thing I like about baseball is they've been able to test these things in the minor leagues. It's yeah. not like we're going to just, oh, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do it, tinker it with it after we see what it does for a year, and all that. They, they've got some data, so they got an idea. And I guess it does increase the running game a little bit. I just don't know that it's going to do that much. Yeah. at the major league level. I mean, it's this is still a, you know, you don't want to get cut, thrown out because the guy behind you could hit a three-run homer, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just don't know how much more that increases that. Now, the 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 pitch, what's the, you can only throw over twice, basically. Um, yeah. That's going to be weird. And that may bring back a little bit more steals because if you've already, if you can, but then again, there may just be less throwovers. And well, yeah, it, it, it here's the thing: important. you don't see as many pick moves right now as you used to. Anyway, I think that's one of those that I don't think will be as noticed because if you're under like a 1.4 of the plate, no one's running on you regardless. Right. If you're, oh, and it may even be one two in in the big leagues. But if you're 1.2, they're definitely not going to run on you. So if you have your numbers down and you know that's your pitcher and catcher, regardless, I mean, you can step slow. You know, one of those things, pause. Mm-hmm. You wanted those situations. And, and the throws are, are insignificant anyway. They have that down to a science. So I don't think that will be that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, it may not be. I mean, you're going to have to change those times a little bit because you can get that little bit. With the base be- bases being bigger, you've got, you know, a fraction. Yeah, you know, but yeah I wondered about That right? I did wonder about because you're going from yeah. 15 to 18, I believe. So. Yeah, 17 or something like that. 15, yep. Maybe 18. You may be right. Uh, well, I got it right. Yeah, yeah, I may be wrong on that. That was no, no. I think you're. I think you're right. Um, let's bigger bases. It's going from 
15 to 18. You know, okay. So, um, so that'll change four and a half inches distance between first and second base and second and third. Um, so I, I like, I think you're what you're saying. I like that a lot is that idea of they're not going to overslide the base as much. Yeah. That's that, the one thing. Yeah. You and I, we've talked about this before. I don't much care for replay, but I really don't like replay trying to decide if that lace of the glove got yeah. him when he was half a second off the base. That that's not replay is for was the outer safe. If you could tell it on the field, you can use a replay. Um, but if you can't tell it until you slowed it down to 15 frames, you know, you know, yeah, back I agree. This is a brooder film. Then you don't, don't use it. That's my, that's what I've always said. Exactly. So hopefully that cuts down on some of those. Um, and in that case, great. Um, I think that eventually he'll still have, <laughs> he'll still have some of that, but it'll be less of them. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how this works. Um, you know, these are, these are smaller things than adding the DH. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't get too terribly worked up about it. Um, and, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can see faster games next year. Or at least it, it, it'd be interesting. I, I don't know how fast. I imagine in two or three years is when we'll really see the the, the difference, right? I mean, there'll be some difference next year. Um, but as pitchers get to where they're throwing it even faster, batters are hitting, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I, we'll just see how this, how this works out. And hopefully they won't need to make any more rule changes next year. Now it does frustrate me and I get how it, I get why and get all this, but they've got this committee in theory that does these rules changes and it's got, uh, you know, it's 11 person committee and it's got six owners reps and four player reps and an umpire rep. Yeah. Well, you know why have a committee because, <sighs> And now it's just whatever ownership wants to do, right? Yeah. Um, because there's just no way that, you know, they're not going to vote against each other. So it's always going to be that. And it does frustrate me that the guys that play the game are voted against this. Now, I don't know that they voted against it because they didn't necessarily want to do it or how, th- you know, there was other reasons too. But they're the ones playing the game and they don't really get a say in how the game is played. I, you know, that's that's what bothers me. I mean, if you want to make that 5-5 five, five and an umpire, okay, or something. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, if you're just going to stack the thing like that, then why have it anyway? Just, just you know, do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it seems like a loaded deck. I agree with you on that. You're just like, okay, well, what am I supposed to vote here? You know, one of those deals is the player rep. So, eh, yeah, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess, I guess if you want to do that, I would think you couldn't, you couldn't pass it without some sort of player representation, right? I sure. Mean, you know, you know, say, even if you you could, you know, if it has to be six plus a player or something like that. I mean, at least have somebody that's going to do that. I mean, if you'd rather see a unanimous type of thing, or at least you know, some buy-in on both sides. But I think that's just another part of what we have seen with this you know, the contention between the baseball players and the owners is that neither side particularly wants to give, but especially it feels like the owners don't want to give any, anything that will help the other side, which is again, society in general. Um, You can't, 
agree with the person that you disagree with, you know, at all, but it just feels like ownership tends to try to continue to crush um, the players at any point in time. Now I will say to give them credit, apparently they did not fight, you know, major league baseball did not fight the minor leaguers being added to the major, uh, the players association which they probably could have and they could have drug that thing out. So that's, that's interesting. I think that's a very interesting development in general to see that the, finally the major leaguers are going to represent the minor leaguers as well. Cause that should have been happening a long time ago. I completely agree with that. I mean, they, they kind of seemed like they were out on an Island, you know, and it was, it, it was, it was tough. So yeah, I completely agree with that. And that was a strong move this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Long overdue. Yep. All right. Cardinals have a couple more games with the pirates this weekend. Hopefully, let me say, maybe hopefully tonight Albert gets uh, 696. Um, they have an off day Monday, two games with the Brewers that are must win for the Brewers, I think, uh, back at home. And then they'll have a five game series with the Reds because next Saturday is a doubleheader, uh, makeup of a rain out back in July. Um, you got to like, you know, you look at the week. I mean, if they're not hitting a little bit of a lull, you know, you got to like your chances of, you know, Again, are the Cardinals going to win the division by 10 games? They could, but it doesn't matter. Um, right now, they're going to, you know, even a 500 pace puts them at 90 or 91 wins. Yeah. That's, you know, if they can't play over 500 <clears throat> against this schedule the next few weeks, you could question whether they should be in the playoffs anyway. So yeah. um, you like where they're at. And, you know, those games against the Brewers, um, you want to win at least one of them just to, you know, keep their lead. Um, those, those have to be must wins for the, for the brew crew because they're so far behind. Yeah. And they're, they are just not playing well. So it, no. it will, uh, it, that's, yeah, close out strong. Cause I mean, you, the opportunity is right there. Yep. All right. Well, Alan and I will be with you next week. Hopefully talking about it, a good successful week of Cardinal baseball, but until then for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night.